0: and an indó as time e e ar e in si I were caused to talk to them but and perhaps there are some ways len talk Skilti fis in
1: the first the day ara igornamion them in the
0: future in the winter winter time. Really another thing fracht think well Shachten. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms.
1: Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish independent WhatsApp channel. If you like the Indo-Daily, you can follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Coming soon, shadows of Saipan. The fallout in Saipan between Mick McCarthy and Roy Keane divided the nation. Captain Roy Keane was threatening to abandon the side at the very moment he was needed most. My, my thought when it was going off, they, they, they are absolutely going to come to blows here. It's been a troublesome 24 hours in paradise for Roy Keane. Some personal problems which are personal to him. And uh, he has to go home. And I went for my meal at half six on the Thursday, and I was told there was an eight and a meeting at half past seven. And I knew what it was all about. I knew. Roy was sat beside me and Roy said it's going to go off tonight. That's what he said to me.
1: In the middle of it, Mick came in and he had a notebook in his hand and he just said, Roy, there's an article and then
0: Mick didn't really say an awful lot. Returning from training today, he refused to comment on his decision to quit the World Cup the night before. And boom, that was it. Roy went. 20 years on, the Indo-Daily revisits the story. Today on the Indo-Daily laughing with us not at us Irish comedies hit gold in the UK Brown up his ass that's him yes <laughs> very generous why what did he do whether it's Derry Girls or Mrs. Brown's Boys yes some folk do love it Irish comedy is dominating British TV kidneys heart liver that was a donor form. No it wasn't the feckin' breakfast menu So what is the secret of this small screen success and are these comedies and shows gone before them far more than a fleeting laugh Hello there father Uh, Hello Colm (laughs) Out and about (laughs) I am Same as yourself Good good I hear you're a racist now, father. I'm Fiona and Shane, and joining me today for a chinwagon comedy Exports is Irish independent economist and fellow telly addict, Tanya Sweeney. Tanya, go on, go on, go on. Tell us, what's your favourite <laughs> Irish comedy series and explain to me why?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I know I can say catastrophe, even though it is kind of, half Irish and there's lots of Irish characters. It is, it is, it has a, a US co-writer and is based in London. So we'll disqualify that one, which is one of my all-time favorites. But I think after Derry Girls uh kind of sign off, it it really has just landed into my all-time favourites. It was absolutely like chef's kiss stuff it really was and I won't talk about I I won't offer any spoilers to wrap it all up the way they did and to provide a lightness of touch about something very very monumental and serious in Northern Irish history I mean it was it was just just absolutely tonally perfect to me
0: Is that though because you're being gripped by nostalgia sentiment and the charm of 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 the of the the 90s period that it is depicting if you're a younger audience are you going to get the same value from it? This is just a little exercise I like to kick off with. Give me strength. I want you guys to give me examples of things that Catholics and Protestants have in common, and things that they don't have in common. Let's start with similarities. Erin, why don't you get the ball rolling? Okay. So we both, right, so so we all, God, this is hard
1: it's funny because I've seen on Twitter, you know, there's lots of, and on TikTok, I mean, there seems to be lots of people who were not alive in the 90s, you know, and, and maybe still only teenagers now. And they're finding resonance in that school girl experience. I think the one thing about dairy Girls that happens is, you know, and we saw it in the last couple of episodes, Erin's mom is, has decided she wants to go to college. And Erin's reaction is, but I want to be the first in the family to go to college. I mean, every teenager in the world, you know, is going to either relate to have been like that or will go, yeah, I can be a little bit kind of narcissistic like that, you know. And yeah, I I, I do think younger audiences are, are really enjoying it. Also, youth culture right now is very 90s-centric. I mean, I walk around... Grafton Street, and I see loads of like bomber jackets and and chokers and all the stuff we were wearing back in the nineties. So um, yeah, it's 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 kind of landed back on trend, weirdly enough. But enough about me and Derry Girls. Fiona, what about you? What's your favourite comedy?
0: You're you're picking Derry Girls, and and it's interesting because you're you're choosing. uh, There's a quite serious historical backdrop, social backdrop behind it. I would go for Hmm. Father (laughs) Ted. We're in (laughs) lingerie. We're in lingerie! What's the problem there, Ted? Can't think oh, about it. Two priests hanging around near ladies. Secret things. It just doesn't look good. Where is the exit? Oh, God, look, we're in bras. This way. <laughs> Billy! Terry! <laughs> Ted. <laughs> Ted! Ted Billy. How are you? Paul? Good to see you both. We got a bit lost in the store. That's why we're here. We Got a bit lost. <laughs> I suppose that's why you're here as well. Lost. Uh, Yeah. That's right. Yep, that's it. That's it, exactly. We lost. We lost. um... (laughs) I don't suppose you know the way out of here. It's uh, Ireland's (laughs) biggest lingerie section, I understand. Really? Yeah, I read that somewhere but again there was a there was a kind of a serious undertone to all that at the end of the day because it was sure. portraying Ireland's relationship with with religion and having a good laugh at it and when that show yeah. when, when when Graham Lennon and Arthur, Arthur matches conceived that it was it was a surreal comedy, you couldn't you know, you couldn't conceive that any of this stuff was, was 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 happening. And yet at the same time people were looking at it going, Oh, this is a bit edgy here now, isn't it? And and there's right. there's those three priests and there's all sorts of moral ambiguity and so on and so forth. Yeah. And the Irish audience probably didn't get it at the start, where the British audience did and the Irish audience probably came back in, in later. But again, brilliant casting Carter. Do you ever have any doubts about the religious life? Is your faith ever tested? Anything you've been worried about? Any doubts you've been having about any aspects of belief? Anything like that? Well, you know the way God made us all, right? And uh, he, He's looking down at us from heaven and everything. Uh huh and then his son came down and saved everyone and all that yes and when we die we're all going to go to heaven yes what about it well that's the bit I've trouble with you know Dora Morgan who was so familiar to Irish audiences but not to UK audiences uh-huh. Arlo hannan a newcomer at the time and Frank Kelly such an uh, and Pauline McLean, such uh, established names but again a bit like Derry Girls very gettable probably, you know, lasted the test of time quite well.
1: Yeah, I have a feeling there'll be a couple of memes that will come out of Derry Girls in the same way that they have done. I mean, if you think of Father Ted, think of all those kind of sayings that have just landed into kind of everyday parlance. You know, that would be an ecumenical matter. Yeah. I mean, everyone in Ireland and the UK, I suppose, to some extent, knows what a lovely girls competition is. And I do wonder with Father Ted, had its fate been the same, had it originated on RTE? you have to look at it this way it came on Channel 4 Channel 4 at the time back in the 90s was a real broadcasting firebrand you know they they took the risks that nobody else was going to take and I think that fed into the way people especially in the UK consumed um, stuff on, on Channel 4 and specifically Father Ted you know and I mean it's an interesting one because Father Ted and to some extent there goes like you're saying these these slightly problematic points in our history and our culture I mean Any other culture would probably react to those moments with negativity, anger, shame. But the Irish are very unique in a way. They have this sort of humorous resilience that we kind of throw at everything. When something awful happens, in Ireland, you'll notice that the default reaction is to kind of make a joke out of it, you know. And there's something very, very powerful in that, and 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 the way it it, it treats parts of history. Our
0: sense of humour kind of translates across across the sea. I mean, I could point as well to yeah. the to the Irish R M, which again is set at turn of the century Ireland. Uh, it's almost yeah. us laughing at them laughing at us in that the, the 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 butt of the joke is constantly the major in the british aristocracy but at the same time the gags are all are all carried out by by the irish characters so again serious backdrop bit of a laugh now right let's pick one that I, you could argue it does have a good social backdrop to it whether that's and it probably is intentional and i want to get your view on it mrs brown's boys How does that fit (laughs) into the canon that we're talking about here? What's your view on it? Or do you just think that's the British just laughing at something that we don't really laugh at here?
1: Well, you know what? It's funny. I interviewed Fiona O'Carroll, who is Brendan O'Carroll's daughter, um, uh, last week. Ah.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mrs. Brown's Boys. She's Mrs. Brown.
1: And I put up to her and I said, "Why? what is it that we're, you know, why are the viewing figures of this show, especially in the UK, why are they so gargantuan? I mean, it is one of the BBC's biggest offerings. And she kind of hit it on the head. She just said, The dysfunctional family and the devoted matriarch who's irrepressible and just absolutely devoted to her family, that is a universal trait. And no one does it by the same reckoning. No one does it better than the Irish, than than the idea of family and loyalty. And I suppose the fact that Brendan O'Carroll has used a number of his family members within the project feeds into the idea that Mrs. Brown's boys is, is kind of um, the scaffolding is is the idea of family and loyalty you know I mean to me the humour is very broad strokes um, I personally prefer my humour to be a little bit more kind of fine a bit more vicious but you know Mrs Brown's voice is, is very warm and cuddly and there's there's a reason I mean people think it's a massive comedic outlier you know but it's not
0: Can I ask you, moving from Mrs. Brown uh, to uh, a new generation, I suppose, of emerging Irish talent? I, you know, I, I can go oh, back. Yeah. I can go back in the days and and say, look, the. the the ground that's been trod now by these, these talented Irish actresses, the likes of Anna Monaghan, Mrs. Cadigan in, in the Irish RM, Pauline Midlín being so fantastic, and yeah. such an iconic figure as Mrs. Doyle and Father Ted, you know, they, they, were, they were groundbreaking characters.
1: Again, called for cross party peace talks. John's really dying
0: for peace, like, isn't he? It's all he ever goes on about. I hope it works out for him. I, I sort of hope it works out for all of us there. Come on, girls. Time to hit the road here. Have the rope, you to go on as well, son. Rope, John? Hardly. He's riding Gary Barlow. I'm oh, not. I, I just respect him as a son, that so that's all. I did, on James, 3 sweetie. Well, we need our passports, Jerry. For Belfast. I don't think so, love. Belfast? we Are not about early, Daddy? It's a two hour drive of traffic. Loop. This thing's in Belfast? But it's eight hours till the door's open. I know. We're cutting it fine. Belfast? Sure, why don't you just sell the send of white slavery and be done with it? Jerry, I'll be with them, Dad. Well, that's worse. So they hit his kind there? My kind. Pricks. But you're now also, apart from actresses, you're seeing strong Irish female writers coming forward. Oh my God, what are you wearing? What? Where'd you get that?
1: Forever 21.
0: Well, that's a bit of fucking irony if I ever heard it.
1: Oh, is it awful? I thought I looked kind of Wonder Woman-y. Ah, no, it's just a bit prostitute Oh, yeah. Jonah.
0: Sharon Horgan, Ashling B., um, Lisa McGee with, with, with Derry Girls. Why do you think that that, why, why has this, where has this era of Irish female writers come from?
1: I mean, you could map the coordinates out, and you know, cite people like Maureen Potter, or to some extent Twink, or Deirdre O'Kane, you know, as you know, people who who blaze that trail, you know. But I think the jet stream that people like Sharon Horgan and Ashley are traveling in, and and Joanne McNally, I think it's more a case that they're 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 um, they're traveling in the jet stream of someone like Marion Keys or or Maeve Binchy, you know. They're very very character driven you know um they 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 create characters that are flawed that are going through huge um catastrophes pardon the pun in life and yet can still laugh at themselves and find lightness and and be able to kind of you know dance in the mirror while while you know holding their hairbrush. you know um so i i do think you know there's something in the irish Literature, commercial literature, especially that has 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 really kind of um, paved or land, laid the brickwork, I suppose, for 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 those uh, car- for those uh, writers. Yeah, i
0: sure. I I know you mentioned yeah. uh, while you're on uh, mention, while you're mentioning Sharon Horgan and catastrophe. I'd mentioned uh, Sharon Horgan and motherhood, which probably related oh, yeah. more to me after becoming a parent in the last. Uh, Couple of years. Where d- do you think that we're going to see these Irish writers go from strength to strength now, or are we are we are we are we just going through a phase?
1: Oh God, I don't think it's a phase at all. I mean, I, it's been proven now, you know, um, unequivocally that audiences love. You know this sort of uh offering you know female focused female centered um talking about the realities of of motherhood or mental illness or uh getting older you know so sneaky
0: imagine loving you so much that he'd want you to live in his mahusive house rent free
1: and anyway you know if i move in then what next either break up or get married but I wish you guys would get married so I can do my hilarious best man speech. Honestly, my opening gag is a. What's your opening gag? Oh, I'm not going to tell you because I want the look on your face on the day to be real. Right, well, I've no
0: interest in marriage, so you may as well tell me now. Shona,
1: don't say that. If you don't get married, I can't get married because it's bad luck and unnatural for the younger sister to wed before the elder.
0: Stop talking about it now, OK? Because I'm getting stressed. I need to do my bathroom rush. No, last time I did this, one well, my hands were brown for two days. Just do it. It's wash off.
1: What were you doing in Green Park the other night? Oh, sure! I'll match you on find my phone if you don't stop stalking me. You're like a creepy uncle. I'm not stalking. I mean, I remember speaking to Catelyn Moran, and you know, she had a comedy that she wanted to bring to a British broadcaster who will remain nameless. And the the commission turned around and went, We already have our female comedy for the year. Now that was about maybe ten years ago. absolutely not the case now. And a lot of that has to do with people like Sharon Organ and Ashley B, who have just created these completely devoted audiences around them and communities around them and I mean at this point commissioners are on the back foot they're trying to kind of capture that lightning in a bottle again and again and again you know the only risk that the the scene runs now is that it'll be almost too saturated with 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 um you know with comedy and Irish and Irish women you know and but there are so many fantastic like you know even aside from from you know sharon horgan and action b you've people like philip adorn you know who's in dairy girls um you know who started life in a sketch troupe as, as a writing the sketch troupe i mean just a fantastic presence in the uk scene right now and and joanne mcnally is making inroads albeit in stand-up but you know the the, the stand-up tv crossover isn't long in coming so you know there's quite a few of them that i think will will make great um inroads in the future
0: yeah, and, and and also great platform you'd have to say for for Irish comedians. I mean, Uncle Column is oh, yeah. is effectively Kevin McAleer's comedy sketch that he did in the in the late eighties, early nineties on on Nighthawks, which was was it's the exact <laughs> same delivery and and yeah. and script. Other other Irish comedians, that, though, that have resonated with with people, I, I suppose, what what sticks in the mind over the last decade or or two, and these are people who have gone on to very big things. Uh, in the UK and, and in the, in, uh, across the Atlantic as well. Chris O'Dowd and the IT crowd. <coughs> Hello, IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> Graham Norton's yep. manic character in Father Ted, which was rather like Graham Norton in his, in his early days. But we, we look yep. at, at Graham now and... Very much becoming the successor to to Terry Wogan, and it's it's like yeah. the the Irishman has dominated the chat show uh, in the BBC. Is is that is that because we can get away with more because we're not British in inverted commas?
1: <laughs> That's a great point. I think you know there's definitely a bit of truth in that. You know, and I think you know people like Terry Wogan and and Graham Norton they're just natural chatters. You know, I mean the fact is the British think of of the Irish as having a fantastic sense of humour, a very earthy sense of humour, a reverent sense of humour. And to some extent, that's true. The more you keep saying it, the more true it gets, I suppose, you know? So in a way, Irish comedians or funny people who are trying to make inroads in UK have that um, behind them. And it definitely gives them a little bit of horsepower, you know? Um, The other thing as well is there's lots of comedians who have Irish parents who have a very Irish irreverent sense but people like you know jimmy carr you know who who's one of the giants i suppose of the uk comedy scene like there's something in the way the Irish look
0: the world. Spike Milligan, you know, I know, I know, born in born in India, you know, but but of of Irish heritage, you know. You look at the the influence yeah. that the Goons then had on 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 Mount on Monty Python, which you know you can yeah. follow that path through the Father Ted and 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 the whole the the issue of of, of surrealism and and even into to, to latter day uh, sketches. Yeah. What about? What about the, the stereotypes issue? If you look at David Kelly playing Mr. O'Reilly, the bungling builder uh, in Faulty Towers, if you look at Frank Kelly's father, Jack, uh, are, are we kind of happy with the portrayal of the Irish stereotype or are, are we just having a bit of a laugh at it and, that, and that's grand?
1: Yeah, well, you'd never get away with it, really, in this day and age, I don't think, you know. But it's interesting that when the stereotypes are presented to the Irish audience we don't get too offended have you noticed that I mean I think in some ways you know when you present an Irish stereotype stereotype to an Irish person they kind of go well yeah you know I mean they don't get incredibly offended about the fighting thing or the drinking thing or the cursing thing they, they, you know, we're we're fairly kind of mild when it comes to reacting against our own stereotypes. I find, and I mean, it's interesting with Father Ted and and Frank Kelly and Father Jack, you know, because in a way he was askew on the stereotypical priest, which we appreciated. They all were, you know. I mean, none of them could be described as holier than thou, you know. But I think the Irish, in many ways, are are, are clever enough to take a cliche. And maybe skew it a little bit so that it's 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 a little bit of a fresh take on things. Um, however, if a British um, comedy series had a like you say a, a, a drunken builder or you know something like that from from you know awfully or wherever um, I'm not sure it would necessarily go down too well right now
0: yeah we have to be kind of laughing with them rather than them laughing at us is, is kind of the exactly is, is kind of the, the that's the balance the, the lesson yeah, of it that's exactly- At the end of the day, though, Tanya, are we just better cracked than, than than the British? Is it all just, we're it's a pretty funny bunch uh, of people over in Ireland and our comedy just translates very well to a British audience?
1: Yeah, I mean, look at it this way. Have a look at, say, Gogglebox Ireland and Gogglebox in the UK. I mean, you'll notice that the flavours of, of comedy and the flavour of banter is, to me now, so much more fluid irreverent salty in Ireland than it is in the UK now I mean I think it would be remiss of us to say you know the the British don't have a sense of humor they have a phenomenal sense of humor but there's something kind of biting and you know in a way the Irish have nothing to lose when, when it comes to their humor so they just kind of go all out with it, you know um so yeah we're hilarious I mean I, I'm speaking for myself now obviously <laughs> so funny yeah
0: which <laughs> one final question if there was, a, a, which Dairy Girl do you uh, do you oh. see yourself the most in? And Now you picked Dairy oh, Girls, Lord. not me. Pick one of the one of the the four slash five. If you, if you include the the wee English fella, which <laughs> which of them reminds you most of yourself as a teenager?
1: I was going to say Michelle in on the streets, Uncle Colin in the sheets, but that's not true. I just <laughs> wanted to put that joke out there. I, you know what? I was a bit of a Michelle. I was a bit gobby. I was a bit of a you know, let's get things started. I always walked our gang into trouble. Um, and I was always a little bit, you know, too horny for my like, you know, for, for everyone else's liking. Uh, so yeah, I was a bit of a Michelle, I'd say. Yeah.
0: Right, so if they're making a, <laughs> a, a Dairy Girls version south of the border, we know who to get in contact with. <laughs> yeah. Blanchard Sound Girls, yeah. Careful now, Tanya, down with that sort of thing. Thanks a million, and the money will be resting in your account. I'm Finan Sheehan, and today's episode of the Indo Daily was produced by Siobhan Maguire, researched by Tabitha Monaghan, with sound by John Smith. Archive clips from RTE, the BBC, and Channel 4. And if you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow, and leave us a review.